0: Let everyone know I'm starting a new stream. Hey guys, twice in a row. I man, hey everybody, <laughs> welcome. So sorry about that. Um, apparently, I've been talking to myself for the last 15 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, So so that happened. <laughs> Hi everybody, sorry about that. I thought I'd figured that out, but apparently, I hadn't. Jeez. Um, so I saw all your questions and all the chat and everything on the stream, and I was talking to myself. I thought we were going. And then suddenly, someone's like, "When are we starting later tonight? And I'm like, no, we always start at 7. I thought he just thought it usually started at 6 or something. And then someone's like, Dan, where are you? And I was like, wait, what is going on? So here I am, here I've been. I've just been apparently uh, in glitch mode and didn't know it. So I'm sorry about that. That's two weeks in a row now that that's happened. I thought I had got it going. I prepped really early and there was no sign that, that there was a problem. So frankly, I don't know what's going on. Me and OBS are gonna have to spend some quality time together pretty soon, but we'll do that after the stream ends, so man so sorry about that guys but hey everyone um i'm gonna i already welcomed you all you just didn't hear me so uh let's just pretend you did welcome everybody (laughs) oh man yeah this live streaming is fun but every now and then see at least last week i knew there was an issue and i could figure out how to solve it. This week, I didn't even know. So I'm just there chatting away, having a good old time, responding to people. <laughs> See, that's gonna be me like when I finally get, you know, old enough that the dementia sets in, I'll just be thinking I'm having a live stream. It turns out I was talking to myself the whole time. Anyway, um. Lumpy Dog had a great suggestion in the chat on the live stream a couple minutes ago that didn't work, which was, if you have a question or comment, if you wouldn't mind saying at Dan's fish, uh, that way it'll show up in orange for me and I can see it easily and jump right to it. Um, I explained this this whole thing, but I'll do it again. But, uh, so a couple of things that you missed while I was talking to myself. Number one, um, I wanted to thank 54 Punchy for a couple things. Uh, for those of the, that don't know, she sent me all these plants, which are doing pretty darn well. The uh, octopus over here is growing quite a bit. It used to be about level with this this planter right here, and uh, it's it's going crazy. All the plants in there are doing pretty darn well, and I'm just really grateful to her for sending me those. That was very kind. And the other thing is 54 Punchy sent me a picture of a goldfish to use as a thumbnail online, which I appreciate. Thank you so much. Um, I'm still looking for one more picture. If anybody has a picture of a koi, I need a picture of koi that they think is thumbnail worthy and would not mind giving me permission to use online, I would really appreciate it. I've been able to uh, take most of the pictures I need for uh, for a project and you know, get friends to let me use um, a few others that I just couldn't find or take. But koi is one that I still need. So if you have a picture of a koi and don't mind me using it, I'd be eternally grateful. The other thing is that uh, Turbofish last live stream, I believe it was Turbofish, asked me which Cares species I am keeping. And I didn't have an answer because I couldn't remember which ones were Cares. But I have an answer now. There's two, one is the Roseline barb, so the Denisoni, the Denisoni barb, Roseline barb, Torpedo barb, whatever you want to call it. So I'm keeping those. And then the other one that I have is um, Rosalepis incisus, which is the Arian red rainbow fish. So both of those are on the CARES list. I have them both. At this time, I'm not doing any kind of long-term breeding projects. The good news for those two species is they're very much in demand commercially. So there are hundreds of thousands or more of them bred every year and distributed probably millions distributed around the world for the hobby. So like the white mountain minnow or the white cloud they're uh, even though they're a care species, they're really doing well in the hobby because the industry just, just keeps them going. So, um, I've, after the Nigerian order comes uh, in September. So for those that don't know, I've been working for a while on getting a, an order of killifish in from Nigeria, and that's going to happen hopefully September, um, maybe October. It's whenever the wet season ends and the rivers dry up enough that they can collect them again. Once that's done, there's a few of those species that'll probably keep long term. Once that's done, I'm not quite sure what I'll do, but I'm thinking. But I might shift gears a little bit, trying to find my chapstick, and um, and instead of importing fish, I might just get species that I like and I miss and just, you know, breed a bunch of them, Uh, go back to hobbyist land. So I'm not quite sure. But anyway, if I do that, I'll be keeping a lot of those long term. So that'll be more of a cares thing going on there. So of the quick list that I looked at, those are the two species that are cares that I have. So turbofish, there's your answer. It only took a week. Um, anyway, let me get into this. And I'm going to start looking at some stuff. Um, Oddball Aquatic says dance fish versus the internet. Yeah, I am a technical neophyte and to the point where I'm chatting to myself for 15, 20 minutes. Bob Guppy, hey, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Candy overhaul. Sorry for the issue. Glad to have you now. Thanks, Candy. And uh, thanks for being here. And man, I, I saw um, Charles or Charlie. He's like, I, I got to go to bed. And I was thinking, oh, it's late. You know, he has to get up at 530 or whatever. But I didn't realize it's because he was I wasn't even there yet. He's just sitting there waiting. Corey boy, 499. Your guppy had five fried today. Sorry. I can't, I can't stick around, I think is what he meant to say. Hey, that's awesome, glad they're doing well for you. Glad you got some babies, that's great. And uh, no problem, have a good evening and we'll catch you next time, Cory boy. Although if you're still here, I'm just curious how the micro cultures and the uh, and the plants are doing, if those settled in okay as well. On aquatics, it's like, why is anyone anyone interacting with me? Well, yeah, well, I was kind of monologuing um, because I, I wanted to talk. I was asking for the thumbnail of the koi, and I was thinking, can't uh, fifty-four punchy and and talking about the cares program and stuff, and uh, and people were interacting enough with each other that I didn't even realize that <laughs> it wasn't happening. It was, yeah. Again, this is man, I'm having a hard enough time. Now, when I if I reach my mid eighties or nineties or whatever, I'm going to be a mess. <laughs> the the genes I received are, don't bode well for my old age, apparently. Um. Anyway, I'm glad you guys are here. The ones that made it over, I'm sure I lost a lot of people, and that sucks. But it is what it is. Um. Hey, Mary, R N H two O. So I was curious. Uh. If And I asked that before and, of course, didn't get a response because you didn't hear me. But does is that Mary Registered Water Nurse? Is that what that means, RNH2O? I don't know, but I was looking at that, trying to figure out what it is. And I thought maybe I cracked it. Petsonics, multiple aquariums. Hello, welcome. Welcome. a Jet, everybody. Well I'm not going to start saying hi to everyone individually, TM, because... Um, Cause we got a late start and I want to get to it. Anyways, <laughs> V stack says hit the like button now that we're actually doing something. Yes. <laughs> um all right. Sergeant Dig, hey bud, can't stay, but wanted to pop in and say hello while ever so gently smashing the like button. Thanks, Sergeant. Have a good night. I know it's uh, pretty late where you are. You're in army time, right? You gotta get up at oh dark thirty and go do some uh Is some calisthenics and stuff, right? Yeah. So, (laughs) oddball equitics. Now I gotta re-hit the like button. Oh yeah, yeah. We lost all the likes from before. Yep. Man, I'm I'm hoping by next week I get that figured out. You know, when I very very first started live streaming, as you would expect, I had a lot of technical difficulties because I was trying to figure it out. But for a long time now, I'm at almost forty live streams. I think this is number thirty-eight. For a long time we've had smooth sailing and then the last couple weeks there's just something going on and I, I last week it was on YouTube's end and so this week I thought it was just fine but I think they must have changed something and I'm not aware of it yet so I have to dig in and find out what that is but it's gonna it's gonna be fine um, hopefully next week hopefully next week uh, mom guppy says those angels look great yeah I know they're doing awesome and Pair number two, right over here. Those two, they're in the corner there. They spawned earlier today. So that was their second spawn in a couple weeks. So they're, they're really, uh, it's young love. They're going for it, they're going for it. <laughs> so I pulled the spawn um, this time because last time, those guys, uh, I think they ate their eggs, that pair. So I pulled the spawn this time just so that I'd make sure that I could raise some. And next time they spawn, I'm gonna let them go. I'm just gonna let those guys take care of them and see if after three or four spawns, they get the hang of it. And uh, I can, what I wanna do is just watch them herd their fry around. It's really cool when they do that. Take some work though. They have to, especially these domesticated strains, they just, I mean, the commercial hatcheries and the places that produce these strains—they pull the eggs. They just pull the eggs. It's just the economic thing for them to do. So, I, I wonder if the uh, parental instinct is a bit dumbed down because of that. But my hope is after a few tries, they can—they'll get it. And I have—I uh, think four other pairs that are about ready to go. Um, they're just—they're going nuts. I have a bunch of babies I'm already raising, but I didn't get any from that pair last time, so I pulled their spawn this time. And I'm hoping they do well. They're in peroxide, uh, peroxide solution right now. So hopefully they'll be okay. Um, let's see here. <laughs> <Am> I <alive? laughs> yes, I I did. I made it. I'm live. Um, let's see here. Let me dog thinking suit. Uh, Corey boy for the super chat. Yes, I agree. Jeff Rose, glad you could make it over. Glad I could catch some of your stream today. And glad to hear the gardener I are doing well. Um, you'll know if that female is a sleeper male, if she starts getting kind of any pattern on the unpaired fins. So um, any yellow or red kind of going in that, on the margins of those fins, uh, that'll be a male. If she's over an inch, inch and a quarter, then she's probably female. Um, it could change, but... I bet you got a female. They sex out pretty small and pretty young, generally. But occasionally, there is a sleeper male there. Um, fish Guru, I smashed my phone this week, so I'm pretty sure my Instagram followers think I died. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, so shout out to Thomas, or Fish Guru, for, wait, fish yeah, Fish Guru Aquatics, yes, yeah, so that is Thomas, um, for sending me some Siamese algae eaters. You won't see them right now, but I did put them in this tank recently. And uh, I'm curious to see in a couple days how they do on the algae. So I'll let you know next week if, if I've seen any improvement in how they do. But Siamese algae eaters, uh, true Siamese algae eaters, they, they should do a good job from what I hear. So we'll see. But thanks again for that, Fish Guru. Um, yeah, I, Oddball Aquatics says we found them. Yep, I'm here. I was just in a different dimension. Kenny <laughs> Overhaul says the plants look great. Yeah, thanks. And uh, again, thanks to 54 Punchy for sending them. They're, let me get out of the way of it, just so you can see. Um, they're in the, in the pot, it's hard to see, but there's um, a couple plants in there that are just doing awesome. Some Ludwigia that's growing in nicely. It's growing really compact because it's in super high light in there. So it's not growing fast. Well, it's growing fast. It's not growing tall quickly. It's pretty bunchy um, and it's doing really, really well. And then the dorsage is starting to take off. There's runners everywhere. In fact, I'm going to have to start trimming this dorsage in the sand here before too long or it'll, because I want to leave some sand in front of the tank without any plants in it. And if I don't start trimming, it's going gonna, it's gonna to just take over. So get out my little snippers and do that. Rod S, I've been looking forward to the stream. Great stress relief. Well, for you, <laughs> it was great for me. And then suddenly I realized it wasn't working at all. And I've been talking to myself. And, man, my stress spiked. I'll tell you what. <laughs> that was a different experience. But Rod S, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad it's it's uh, entertaining and stress relief for you. Um, Jeff Rose, you missed Dan talking himself. So did we it was a wonderful conversation Uh, the best stuff is lost forever I guess although it said I was live like it literally said you're live on the um, YouTube channel and OBS had started and so there might maybe after I'm curious when this is done if I check and there's some little snippet of of me talking to myself on YouTube that maybe I'll keep I don't know (laughs) Lumpy Dog says the like button needs some love, right? It's not smashing. It's it's gentle. Gentle on the like button. Lumpy Dog gives the like button love. Um, Fishy Snowman. Hey, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Um, Oh, and it jumped on me. Hang on. I'll get back to you, Fishy Snowman. I want to say hi to Fishy Snowman because I don't know if I've seen you here before. So, if you've been here a bunch and I've just forgotten, then I sincerely apologize. I did that to Rod S the other day, it felt horrible. But if you're new, welcome. Same to Mary R N 20 the uh, water nurse, I suppose. The angels are fighting behind my ear. Yeah, so um, do you see this? Okay, it's backwards on camera there. That white PVC sticking out of that log, that's because there's a pair of angelfish that have claimed that log, they wanna spawn in it, but they were cleaning the inside of the, the log and that log is so kind of bulky that if they spawned there, it'd be hard for me to get the eggs. So I stuck a piece of PVC in there so that they have a place to place their eggs. And I haven't removed that pair because it's super hard to get them because they're, they're little, literally inside of a hollow log. And so it's almost impossible to net them out. So um, I'll get it though. I just have to pay real close attention when I feed them and just keep my eye on them. And if I can net them out together, which I can do sometimes, then I'll know there's still a pair and I can move them to another tank. But there's, yeah, there's a few in there that are starting to pair off. And uh, yeah, there's gonna be some aggression and some displaying going on for sure. Um, Usually in a tank this big though, with this many angels, it never gets to the point or it hasn't so far anyone gets uh really hurt the most you'll see is maybe a split fin very occasionally as long as i get them out on time right yeah um (laughs) folks saying hello to bob who made it to this stream from the uh, mystery stream (laughs) i saw you over there bob i was talking to you (laughs) um fish guru aquatics says have you gotten any breeding behavior out of the rose line barbs i'm sure i have but i haven't been trying to breed them so i don't have anything in there to collect the eggs in or anything there's just a lump of free floating um java fern and then a bunch of water sprites so i'm sure they've been spawning but i haven't i haven't done anything to uh to get eggs or raise babies so and i haven't really gotten up early enough to observe them uh my feeling is they probably go kind of as soon as the lights come on and I don't usually get in here for a couple hours after the lights get on. So, yeah. Um, so just a reminder, if if you have a question or comment for me specifically, if you would put a Dan's fish um, so it shows up in orange so I can get right to it. How am I doing on chat? Okay, I'm going to start going fast and looking for those um, until I at least get you know, to the bottom of the chat so it doesn't get so far behind because I've got some comments about how far behind in chat I get, which I gave a whole spiel about that that you didn't hear <laughs> at the beginning of this. <laughs> um, but what I'm going to do is start looking for those Add Fish um, tags and hit those. Uh, if I get through those super quick, then I'll scroll back up and start looking for other stuff that didn't have that to talk about. But I feel like that might help us uh, stay on point a little bit it's Lumpy Dog's idea, and I think it's a good idea. And by the way, I'm sorry about the sound. When I have to do it this way, last week and this week, apparently, uh, it, it, then it goes through a different microphone. It goes through the camera's microphone instead of through this microphone. And so it's a little further away, and it sounds a little bit tinny. At least it did on the replay. I, I listened to a little bit of last week's because I wanted to know how it sounded. And uh, so I apologize for that. But anyway, here we go. Bald and dangerous. Sorry, Dan can't stay. It's 2.30 a.m. here in the U.K. Can't stay. It's 2.30 in the U.K. Huh. You're a poet, bald and dangerous. Anyway, I got you. I hear you. Have a good nappy-roo. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Um, so let me just make sure when I come back up, I know where to go. All right. And I'm going to go down and look for orange at Dan's fish tags. Mob Guppy, question to Dan's fish. How many hours a day do you keep aquarium lights on? So I do it all wrong. Okay, I want to say that at the beginning. I'm not a plant guy. So the lights come on. Um, oh, let's see. How long are they on? I would say they go off about 9, 930. So and they come on. Probably on fourteen hours a day, um, and that's just because I come in and I start working down here fairly early, and then I, you know, have to do other things, and so sometimes I come in at night and, and work on stuff. So the timers are set. Uh, I believe they come on about six thirty, and go off. What at nine nine thirty ish? So, what is that? I don't know nine thirty. That's 12 hours plus three. So 15 hours, maybe 14, 15 hours. And they're kind of staggered. Um, so that so the first light that goes on is just a general room light that isn't directly over an aquarium. So it kind of starts waking everyone up. And then one section goes on at a time every few minutes. So there isn't this massive boom of light over every tank from total darkness, um, startling everyone. So, Mob Guppy, that's the answer to that. Okay, I'm going to keep keep scrolling looking for at dance fish tags. Um, and I just saw one and totally jumped on me. Oddball Aquatics at Mob Guppy, dance fish 2.0. Yeah, that's what this stream is for sure. <laughs> um, let's see, let me uh, get yourself a dance fish shirt here. Yep, if you would like uh, a Teespring shirt, I've got some. Uh, so, you're welcome to them. I've got them in black and in white. And normally I wear mine, but today I didn't. But it's, got the, it's, a, it's a black or white t-shirt with the DanceFish logo, kind of right here-ish, right? So super sexy. I'm sure you will impress many members of whichever gender you're interested in with that shirt, especially if you get it two sizes too small. They'll notice you for sure then. Um, <laughs> um, I say that because, okay, I got to explain that probably. I was clearing out my closet the other day and I'm a little bit muffin toppy right now. I'll just say that, go ahead and do a little muffin top. And, um, I, there's a couple of shirts that I really like from, uh, quite a while ago that I haven't thrown away for years just cause I like them so much. And I was like convinced that one day I would fit in that shirt again. And I tried a couple of them on to, uh, this wasn't today. This was a couple of days ago to, uh, to see if I was anywhere near, and it was just apparent that the opposite trend was happening. So I, I threw away some old shirts that I decided, not threw away, I goodwilled some shirts that I decided, you know what, it's probably not gonna happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what spurred that comment. Um, Lumpy Dog, Dance Fish, did this work? Thumbs up. Did what work, Lumpy Dog? Um, Oh, totally jumped on me, I think. Dubrox21, um, hey, Dan, long time since I've communicated with everyone. I somehow managed to get a baby albino bristlenose from brown parents. Yep. I'm not breeding, just something that happened. Well, congrats on the baby. That does happen sometimes. It's just like, um, you know, because albino is a simple recessive gene. So it's like blonde hair, right, is recessive to brunette. So Two parents with brown hair can still have a blonde baby. You know, it doesn't have to be a milkman issue. And that's because uh, they're recessive genes. So they're hanging out in their genotype, they're just not expressed in their body, in their phenotype. But when uh, the baby's made, there's 25% chance that they will be albino. Um, If it's simple recessive, and both parents carry the genes. I think what you have here is two regular parents that each carry the gene. 25% of their babies will be regular in their genotype and phenotype, so they won't carry the gene for albino. Uh, 50% of their babies will be regular uh, phenotype. They'll look like a normal fish, but they'll carry the albino gene in their genotype. And then 25% will have both recessive genes, from, or one recessive gene from both parents, from each parent. So two recessive genes. Sorry, my Punnett squares squaring my head off here. And um, so 25% will manifest their phenotype, their body type as albino. So that's how that happens. And congrats on you. That's that's cool that that happened. Mob um, Guppy, are you Infinity Internet? Am I on Infinity Internet? I have no idea what that means, Mom Guppy. Um, are you wondering if Infinity is my provider? Um, if that's the question, then no, it's uh, Charter Spectrum, I believe is my provider right now. Yeah. I Aquatics, Dance Fish, if you have the clip of you figuring out you were talking to no one, that's YouTube cold, I'm sure. If I have it, I'll probably keep it. I'll probably keep it. I'll check the channel as soon as I'm done. Um, in fact, if everyone, anyone here wants to check it, actually it takes a while for those to process, so it might not manifest itself yet. But yeah, I'm curious what happened. About <laughs> um, aquatics. Um, oh wait, that was just his. Okay, cool. Looking for the next at Dan's fish. So we're trying things a little different for those that have joined. If you have a question or comment for me, if you uh, make it at Dan's fish, then it'll tag me and I'll get right to it. If it's just general banter back and forth, go nuts, have fun, keep it clean for the kids because we want kids to be able to come here without their parents worrying. Um, you know, I support that. I want to get kids in the hobby. That's when I started. But and if, but go nuts. And we've never had a problem. Everyone's kept it just fine. So, so it, I'm not too worried about that. Plus, Lumpy Dog's got his magic sword out to smite whoever does that. But anyway, if you want me to respond or to see it, Then at Dan's Fish. I think that'll help us maybe manage the chat a little better. Devin Peppers, do you recommend for a five-gallon only shrimp or shrimp and clown killifish? Is there any place you would recommend getting plants on the cheap, and how many shrimp should I get to start? Okay, so um, Devin, if you're going to put shrimp in a five-gallon tank, make sure that that tank is really well established. I don't just mean cycled. I mean, fully seasoned. Like, it's been going for a while. Uh, hopefully, there's some plants growing in it. And and not just for, like, a few weeks, but for a few months, if you have the patience. The reason for that is shrimp do not do well with changing parameters. And if it's a, a new tank, even though it's cycled, it's not going to be fully matured yet. It's It's this complex little environment you're creating this little biological system and it takes time for everything to settle in so if that has happened then maybe it's okay to go ahead and get some shrimp and some uh clown killies which are uh annulatus for anyone that wants to geek out on the latin name beautiful little fish um That's especially important that the tank be fully mature in a five, five and a half gallon tank because that's a small enough volume of water that the parameters are naturally going to fluctuate really easily. The the more water volume you have, the more stable the parameters of the aquarium. Okay, so let's get that out of the way first. And that's, that's important for fish too, especially if you have a full load but it's very important for shrimp just because they're sensitive when things change on them. So I would say if you have that and plants will totally help you. So if you have a tank and it's been planted and going for a few months, then I think you can go ahead and get some shrimp. Um, And in a tank that size, you could start with, I don't know, six or a dozen shrimp don't have a massive bio load. And if you're trying to breed them, then your population, you know, I'm assuming you're getting all one kind, then your population will probably increase and you can just thin out as you need to. There's nothing wrong with keeping shrimp and uh, uh, rock Achilles, uh, clown Achilles, Sudeboplatis annulatus together. They do fine. The issue is if you're trying to breed the shrimp, then those Epiplates annulatus will eat the baby little shrimplets. You won't think they will because they're tiny little fish, but they totally will. So if you have enough plants and rock work and stuff, some of the babies might survive, um, but, but a lot of them will probably get eaten. The reason is, is that rocket killies or clown killies are predators and fish in the Epiplates family those, those kinds of killifish are specifically keyed into hunting. So they search through the weeds and they search through the plants and they're really looking for food. And as soon as they see it, they're like a pike, they'll sneak up and just pounce real quick. So they're basically like a miniature musky, right? Or Northern Pike. They're, they're a predator. They have a prey drive that drives them. <laughs> That's redundant. But anyway, so they'll eat the tiny little shrimplets. They aren't gonna bother the adult shrimp. Just get some plants in there, a little rock work so that when the shrimp molt, and they're, they're, they're really soft when they're molting and they can get damaged really easily. So make sure there's somewhere for them to hang out and hide and get away during the molt. Um, but, so that's my general thoughts. I think you can keep those two together just fine. The five or five and a half gallon aquarium bit makes me nervous just because of how quickly the parameters can change. But if you know that, you can have success in a five, five and a half gallon. Just make sure it's mature and plants are going to help you so much keeping that water quality up. The other thing in that size tank is whatever your maintenance schedule is, keep it steady. So if your maintenance schedule is every week, I change... 10%, then do that every week. Um, The worst thing you can do with shrimp is is have a sketchy maintenance schedule. They need it as stable as you can give them, okay? Hopefully that helps. A lot of people would say don't keep shrimp in that small of a tank because of the parameter issue. And they have a point, it makes it more difficult. But um, back, what is it, 10 years ago or more? 15? I don't know. When crystal red shrimp kind of first came to the United States, I was at a wholesaler friend of mine in Southern California and I saw them and they blew my mind. They were gorgeous. And um, I, I got some at the wholesaler and they were saying, look, these are really hard. You can have all kinds of problems with this, this species. They need soft, acidic water. Um, they need cold temperatures. they they need um, a large system, all these things. Um, And they're right, all that would have been better. But I took them home to my hard water in Southern California. I put them in a five and a half gallon tank. It had a Hamburg matten filter on it, I believe, or a sponge filter, one of the two. About half the tank was just grown Java moss that had been growing in there for months. And the top of the tank, about half the surface of the water was covered with sylvania, which is kind of like this giant duckweed. And because of all those plants and because I was a stickler for my water changes, I didn't miss water changes and I didn't overfeed. They thrived and I bred tons of crystal red shrimp in a five and a half gallon tank. So it can totally be done. It's all about keeping the parameters steady and please have a mature tank. Again, not just cycled, but mature, seasoned. In those cases, I think you have a probability of success. But keep in mind, it's going to be difficult. And depending on your experience level, a five and a half gallon tank, well, even if you have a lot of experience, a five and a half gallon tank is going to be hard to keep steady parameter wise. So I don't think I would try it without a pretty massive sponge filter or Hamburg matten filter and, and live plants to help me out. So where can you get live plants for cheap? Um, Well, today I threw away three garbage bags full of water Sprite, and I'll throw away a bunch more in a week or two. So if you want some water Sprite, I would be happy to send you some for free. All you have to do is pay the shipping, or if you place an order at dancefish.com, put in the notes that you'd like some water Sprite. And if there's extra room in the box, I'll throw some in for free. So I'm happy to give you some water Sprite. Uh, just email me, dan at dancefish.com and shipping, um, I'm gonna guess is gonna be somewhere around 10 bucks or so, um, if, if that's logical for you for a bunch of water Sprite. So that's what I have to offer. If there's even better though would be, if there's any aquarium clubs in your town or your area and you can go there, They're going to have plants at their auction and they'll go really cheap and they'll be, um, you know, from your local water and kept by folks that are propagating them and having good success with them. So those plants will probably do well in your area. So anyway, those are my thoughts. Um, I hope that helps. Bob Kaler, $20 super chat. Thank you, Bob. I really appreciate it. Um, Cycling a tank to move four Jurapari geos. Two threadfin geos, two gold nugget plecos. All right, taking the biotope to a new level. Oh man, that sounds awesome. Um, how big's the tank, and how are you setting it up? Um, I and I haven't seen a video on this yet, Bob. So, show us what's going on, man. I'd love to see that. So, one thing I would say is just that. Um, and I'm sure you're hip to this, but the geos, the geophagus, put some fine sand in there. Um, if you are if you've never done that, as a suggestion, um, I've seen them in bear tanks, I've seen them in tanks with regular old gravel, and I've seen them over fine sand. And they just seem to enjoy life so much better over fine sand because then they can do their natural behavior, which is just sift that stuff, suck it in their mouth, spit it out their gills all day long, and that's just what they want to do. So, um, But that sounds like an awesome take. Bunch of geos, some plecos, maybe a big old, oh, I, nope, never mind. I was going to say a big old school of quarries, but you've already got the geos on the bottom, so you probably wouldn't want that, but um, that sounds great. So give us some details, Bob, and maybe a video, that would be awesome. All right, so I chat jumped on me. Let me look again here. So, uh, Devin Peppers, uh, I hope that answered all your questions about the five or five and a half gallon with some conchilles and some shrimp and some plants. Um, let, let us know if you need a follow-up and if anyone else has any ideas for Devin Peppers, please chime in. All right, Devin Peppers, how many shrimp is the minimum you'd recommend getting to start a colony? The minimum, minimum? Is one of each sex. Um, but if it's not a but that's like if there's a local source like a pet store where if you get a couple, um you know, then you could after a little while get some more and change out genetics a little bit and stuff. I think it does dozen. That's that's my take on it. it doesn't If you get six, you don't have a lot of genetic diversity. Heck, a dozen is not a lot of genetic diversity, right? And also if you only get a few males or a few females and one or two of those died, then you have a big problem. So for me, it's 10 to a dozen. I like to start with big colonies. Uh, you're talking about a five and a half gallon tank, but last time I got a colony of shrimp going, I think I started with like a hundred just cause then you have a colony <laughs> right away. Right. But you can get away with a pair. You can get away with six. Uh, you, I think it a dozens a good rule of thumb, but again, You're probably going to want to, after a little, a few generations, get some more genetics in there, um, unless you start with just a whole bunch of them. Those are my thoughts. Fish Guru Aquatics, I'll let you know when the limias arrive. It isn't my phone, and I have to give it back. All right, Thomas, sounds good. Um, Man, tracking said, I looked earlier today, and it said they would arrive by 8 p.m. tonight, but looks like that didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, let me know. Oddball Aquatics is out. Hey, thanks for coming by Oddball Aquatics. Glad you're here. So I'm scrolling. What I'm looking for, for those that don't know, is if you have a question or a comment for me, if you make it at Dan's fish, it will jump straight to it. It'll just make it easy to, to cut through the, the fun banter going along and get right to questions and comments. So if you posted something that you want my attention and it didn't have at Dan's fish in it, then I probably skipped it uh, for that reason. So if you repost it and make it at dance fish, I'll see it and I'll get to you. Once I'm done all the at dance fish stuff, then I'll probably go up and start looking for other stuff. But that's kind of what we're going to try and see how it works. Fish Tropic, hey, saying hi to Dank. Fish Tropic, I answered your question about how many carrots fish I have earlier in this stream. If you missed that, uh, check it out on the replay. I've got an answer for you. Uh, Bob Kaler. Yep, Dan's fish. I raised those geos from small one-inch fry, raised in a 75 on fine white sand, rocks to dig under, got them covered. All right. I mean, I know you know what you're doing, Bob, but uh, I just know a lot of breeders, me included, I keep a lot of bare-bottom tanks. But um, I just never do that with geos after after I've seen them both ways. Um. Fish Guru says it also helps keep the geophagus regular with their digestive system. Oh, cool. I didn't, I didn't know that, but that makes sense. I, I know it helps like scrape parasites from the gills and things like that. Um, Fish Tropic, hey, Dan, what is your favorite plant to grow, and why does it grow so well for you? My favorite plant is this plant right here. Uh, uh, camera, can't do it. This here, and here, and here. Bam, it's water sprite. I have no idea why it grows so well for me because I don't do a thing for it except give it light. Um, I suspect it's because it's just a super hardy plant. I mean, little plantlets sprout off. You can have one leaf and get a dozen plantlets growing on it. It's super hardy. If I haven't killed it, (laughs) you know it's hardy. And I don't know why it grows well for me. But what I like about it is I can't kill it. It's great cover for the fish. I like that it's floating so that um, I can catch fish off the bottom easily. Or when I go to catch fish, I generally take all the water sprite out, put it in a bucket, catch the fish, and then put it back. And the water sprite doesn't care. It, you know, any rooted plant or anything like that, any attached plant would have a problem with that. You have to readjust. With the water sprite, I can take it take out, put back in, easy peasy. The roots grow nice and long, so it creates all this surface area for bacteria to grow and for fish to graze and things. And it also creates, they grow long enough that even fish that aren't surface dwellers can hang out in the roots. I mean, they grow all the way to the bottom if you don't trim them. And so there's plenty of visual barriers and things going on. It isn't, well, it's totally invasive, but it's big enough that I can remove it. So it's not invasive like duckweed, where you'll never get rid of it because you'll miss one tiny piece and then it's like a month later it's covered the tank again. It's like duckweed and then it's super hardy, it grows really fast and all that, but it's a big enough plant that I can remove it without any problem. Uh, it's easy to thin, so like today I removed like seriously three garbage bags full of this stuff and it was super easy to remove. Just scoop out with your hand and you're done. You're chasing it down like duckweed or sylvania. It doesn't cling to you like sylvania does and duckweed does and some of those other plants. Um, and it's super useful, I found, for balancing an aquarium. It is so efficient in sucking up nitrates that algae can't compete with it. So in my tanks, this stuff just grows so fast and it's sucking up so many nutrients that it really helps keep the algae in check. I don't know. That was like a dozen good reasons, right? But that's my favorite plant f- for general use. Um, if there was a second plant that I could keep and couldn't keep any others, it would be Java Moss, just because it's for the same kind of reasons, but for the bottom of the tank. Um, easy to grow lots of surface area great for breeding fish great for raising fry Uh, you can take it out and put it back in easily it's a slow grower that's the difference and it doesn't really outcompete algae at all because it's such a slow grower but it's really useful in the fish room so uh yeah that's that's a few reasons um but fish tropic I have no idea why it grows so well for me I assume it would grow well for anyone as long as it has light, just because I think it's that hardy. All right, Bob, get a 78-inch fish fish now. I assume we're talking about the geos and ready to move into a tank just for them, raised with severums. That's awesome. Oh, I think I have seen those geos in your videos then. Bob, if they're in the tank with the severum, cool. So that's going to be a big tank then. Mob Guppy, see you later, Dan's Fish. Have a great night, everybody. Hey, Mob Guppy, thanks for coming by. Thanks for uh, sticking it out through all the, <laughs> the technical difficulties at the beginning. I'm hopeful that that goes away real soon. Fish Guru dance Fish just jumped on me. Just a second. Let me find that again. Um, fish Guru Aquatics at Fish. The UPS doesn't want me to have fish, yeah? <laughs> fish Tropic a Fish. Have you ever used sludge remover? after resetting it. I don't know what you mean exactly by after resetting it, but I have used sludge remover. And it's fine, but it just, I don't know. It didn't end up being something that that I really needed, I guess. So um, being a guy that has mostly bare bottom tanks and doesn't need, and isn't concerned with a little bit of mold in the tanks, as long as I clean my box filters occasionally, the, the tanks are usually fine for what I'm doing. So I have used sludge remover, um, but I tried it a few times and this was a long time ago, by the way. Uh, not in this fish room, I haven't used it. I, I, I think I have a case of it sitting around somewhere. <laughs> but I think I used like two tablets and then was like, eh, eh. So if I had a pond or like a big tank full of goldfish that was cloudy, or something like that. Maybe I would use it, but I mean the water's pretty clear, so I'm good as long as the water's clear. Um, let's see here, Tampa Tom. I could be wrong, but I think my new flagfishes are eating my nerite snail eggs off my plants. Oh, I would believe it. Uh, I mean those things. Yeah, flagfish—they'll eat anything, and they're uh, they're persistent. So. <laughs> You know, I I don't know if they can get through uh, to the eggs. Uh, The eggs are pretty tough and really, really well adhered. But I believe it. Even if it's not on purpose, Is they're grazing that leaf, they come across this egg, they're probably going to just keep at it for a while out of curiosity. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Devin Pepper, so Dan's first, I have a 20-gallon as well that is more mature. So what would be a good thing for a 5-gallon, and I'm located in Chicago suburbs, specifically Geneva, Illinois. Any Cubs fans, I guess, in the area? Um, yeah, a 20-gallon, I mean, you can totally do a five, five-and-a-half-gallon aquarium with shrimp, um, like I said before. But the 20-gallon would be a much more stable environment. So what can you keep in a five? I think there's lots of fish you can keep in a five. Some people would say you shouldn't keep anything in a five, and I get that, but I've kept lots of fish in five, five and a half gallon tanks uh, over the years. Um, you get a male and a few females of almost any species of killifish; fish. They would do well in there. Uh, the clown killies would do fairly well in there. Um, a lot of the smaller wild type bettas would do well in a five and a half gallon tank. A lot of uh, a lot of the small tetras and the really small um, raspores and things would do fine. The caveat is, pick here's the general principle for a five and a half gallon tank. Pick a small fish that's super hardy, because parameters will swing a bit. Um, a small group of cherry barbs I think would do fine in a five and a half gallon but almost any fish will do poorly in a five and a half gallon if it's brand new. So um, my suggestion would be get it up and running, throw a bunch of snails in there or some, or blackworms or some kind of small creature and let that go for a couple months, get your plants in there and everything. And just let it go for a while and Then it'll be much easier to introduce a fish to it. Otherwise what happens is just the ammonia and the nitrite spike so quickly in there and it's not mature enough to handle the spike and and lots of fish will do poorly in that situation. But small fish and hardy, that's what I would recommend. Um, Zebra danios, white cloud minnows, things like that would do fine, although zebra danios might want a bigger footprint. They tend to swim super fast. So those are kind of a few thoughts, Devin. If anyone else has um, ideas for Devin Peppers about what to do with a five-gallon tank, um, what have you had success with? FishTropic. How often do you go out and check on your local rivers, lakes, etc., or check out your local rivers? Um, I was in the river a couple of days ago. Uh, I was fly fishing, caught a nice brown trout. It was awesome. So I get out as often as I can. This summer has been a little busier, and last summer was a little busier than than usual. But I used to get out every week or every other week for sure. Um, there's um, just a massive project I'm working on right now that's consuming any of my extra time. I'm in the midst of fundraising season for my theater company, the Wyoming Theater Festival that I produce and run, and so. This summer, <laughs> this summer has been super busy, but I try to get out every week or so. And this summer, I've probably gotten out every week, every other week to, to do something either in the local river or in a lake or one of the mountain streams, something like that. By the way, if, if you haven't been to the Bighorn Mountains and you're the kind of person that likes just dramatic views, you should drive through them sometime. They are gorgeous. There's a lot of places to hike and fish and, and hang out and camp and all kinds of things. And we aren't inundated. We're literally enough known that I can go a whole day and maybe not even see anyone. So it's kind of awesome. Now there are areas that are a little more crowded, but, but if you get out of those, it's, it's great. Anyway, um, so that's David Thompson is a fly fisherman, respect. Yes. (laughs) I like it all. I bait fish, I spin fish, but I really enjoy fly fishing. There's a great, there's a lot of great spots around here for that. Um, If I missed your question or your comment, it's because we're doing a new format tonight. We're just testing this out. If you put at Dan's fish in your question or comment, then uh, it'll highlight it for me. I can see it really easily and skip right to it. So you have something that you need answered um and you're wondering why i'm not reading your comment or your question or talking about it that's why so we're just trying that to see if we can keep it a little smoother because the last few streams i've gotten so behind on chat and there's been some uh some folks have have commented on that and so i'm just trying this to see if it works out fish traffic do you like being surrounded by water and if so what's the next best thing for you i love water and I love mountains. So I, uh, I was born and raised <laughs> in California in the foothills of the Sierra ne- Nevada mountains. So I was uh, surrounded by rivers and mountains. And then in my adult life, I lived on the coast in Los Angeles and Santa Barbara, California. And so I love the ocean and then I love the mountains uh, with rivers and streams and stuff. So um, those are kind of my, my favorites. Yeah, fish tropic says I fish anyway. I can. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so reach the bottom of the chat. I'm gonna since this format is new. I'm I'm sure I probably missed some cool stuff. So I'm gonna scroll back up and then come down and see what it is that I missed. And because um, I'm sure that there were some some good stuff that was missed just because the format's so new, people aren't accustomed to it. Um, Anyway, Corey Boy says, in response to my question, oh yeah, the plants are great, and all the fish and vinegar eels work great. Thanks so much. Cool, I hope you get tons of vinegar eels so you can feed tons of babies. Um, <laughs> Jeff Rose says, I like that smell, thanks, smells sweet. I don't know what they're talking about, but I'm sure it was fish related. Oh, about rapache? Okay, cool. Um, Let's see here. Fish gear Aquatics, my blue eyes took two spawns to figure out my geophagus are still working on it. Hey, that's awesome. What species of blue eyes? Oh, blue eye cichlids. See, people say blue eyes, I automatically think of uh, you know, little dwarf rainbow fish species from Australian Papua New Guinea and stuff. But you mean the blue eye cichlids, yeah. Sometimes it can take a little while to, to go. How many tries is that with the geophagus? At this point, hopefully they, hopefully they stick the landing next time, so to speak. Um, so you already read that one. Look in here. <laughs> um, Candy overhaul says, "I never had interest in keeping angels until I saw those behind you." Yeah, they grow on you. So I kept angels, you know, over a decade ago. I kept angels as a kid i kept angels and got them again you know a long time ago but i haven't had them for a long time but i've always been partial to platinum fish i like the platinum honduran points i like platinum angels i like platinums better than albinos i guess um because they're less pink and they're more like a i don't know metallic shiny chrome white almost if that's a thing. And so when I, so I got this group of these and I'm glad I did, I raised them up from dime size and I'm really happy with the result. They're, they're gorgeous. Now, if, if anyone here is like a true angelfish geek and breeds for shows and stuff, I'm sure that their bodies aren't perfect and their is are perfect and all that, but just for a nice big, good looking angelfish for an aquarium, I think they're great. and I love their behavior. I love watching them go back and forth. Um, I love it when they display to each other, and I don't like it when they pair off and get real aggressive. (laughs) But uh, other than that, I really like angelfish. And once they start spawning, in my experience, they just every couple weeks they'll crank out eggs for you. They're they're kind of awesome that way. So, yep, a real thing for you. What pH? Oh, I missed this earlier. Sorry. What pH and hardness do you keep your angels at? So. My water is super soft. It's generally about two grains hardness, which is almost nothing. And I have to get a special hardness kit, like from a scientific lab, to see that. If I'm just using a test strip or something like that, it shows zero hardness, which is zero KH. Uh, basically there's snow up on the mountains a few miles from me. I can see it from my house. I can see my water source. And there's a stream that runs from that snow to my house. And so that's the water source. So it's pretty soft. It's not, you know, drawn from a big well where it's been absorbing a lot of minerals or an aquifer or anything like that. It's just snow water, snow runoff. So soft water. pH um, ranges a little bit say from, depending on the time of year, six four to seven, two maybe. Um, generally around, right around 7. It just depends on what the city has put in the water, basically, as to what the pH is. But more important than the pH really is the hardness, and it's, it's really soft water. Now, that being said, I want to put a caveat on this. When I lived in California, my water was super hard, like liquid rock is what we called it. It was like concrete that hadn't set yet, and angelfish spawned in that, and um, the the eggs were fertile, no problems. Angelfish have been bred in captivity so long that they do fine in almost any type of water, and if you're getting them from Florida, um, not just imported or transshipped through Florida, but actually from a Florida farm. Um, then they're probably going to do better in hard water because they're used to it. So uh, don't don't worry too much about your pH and hardness. Just keep it steady. Just keep it steady. Um, that's my advice. All righty. What else did I miss? Fish care aquatics, Those Siamese algae eaters look so small in that tank. I'm glad I gave them to you. Yeah, they've got a nice big home, and they're they're great. Oh, there goes one right now they're active fish. I really like them and they're starting to settle in. Um, I I bet that within a week, they're going to be just out and about all the time. Right now, they're still a little skittish when I walk by, they kind of like disappear on me, but yeah. And, um, Thomas, I I made a unboxing video, but I want to go through the whole thing from when they arrived till they settled in. So I need to get some footage once they're settled in and then I'll be able to complete that. But thanks for sending them to me. I really appreciate it. Um, Viola, I missed your comment before. Nice to see your smiling face. Well, I'm glad I was smiling. It was a weird start to this one. Two weeks in a row. But anyway, voila. Um, Candy is out. Okay. I want to make sure I... say this Philly man Pete just found your channel through Lucas Bretz glad I did well I'm glad you did too and LR Bretz thanks for sending people over that is awesome I really appreciate that um I was convinced I could fit into my 1985 Live Aid concert shirt I wore, says Philly Man Pete. When I was 15, it didn't even cover half my stomach and was stretched beyond belief. Yep. If you want to look super sexy in a Dan's Fish t-shirt, just order a couple sizes too small. People will notice. <laughs> um, all right. So Mile High says to Devin Peppers that he started with 24 shrimp, yep, and he has thousands now. Yep, for sure. Real thing for you, they are hets, yep, I assume we're talking about the uh, two brown-colored plecos, normal plecos that had albino offspring, for sure. Lumpy Dog says, more like dagger, less like sword, just saying. Okay, Lumpy Dog wields a, a, a bodkin, not a sword, right? A Dirk, as it were. (laughs) Um, Fish tropics is three to four months, I think, for shrimp. I I imagine you're talking about getting the aquarium up and ready and mature before the shrimp going. Yep, I agree with that. Everything's a little, sorry, everything's a little different, but as a rule of thumb, sure. And that includes like the plants have been in there growing, everything's going. Right, <clears throat> everything's going, and hopefully some uh, maybe some snails or some fish in there, something to uh, to make sure that the environment's really seasoned. Uh, Lumpy Dog says a few snails usually help out in a new shrimp tank. Yep, absolutely. Valley fish, hey, welcome, glad you made it. Fish Tropic. fish guru. What type of limia? We'll let him uh, talk about that. Oh, he did. <laughs> cool. He uh, so he got the lump the lump back. Limias. <laughs> The humpback limias, uh, limia nigrafasciata, and he gave me some uh Siamese algae eaters for that because I needed them in this tank because I was getting some algae. The Tropic got the Perugia, cool, and I hope they're doing well for you. Are they? Um, are they doing well? Uh, what size are they? They colored up? How, How are they doing for you? Hopefully, you got some babies. Um. For those that are wondering where i'm at i just got down to bob's super chat i'm going to scroll down and see if i missed any at dan's fish um comments and i did so i'm going to get back to those before i scroll up and look for more stuff so devon pepper says do you know of any clubs in my area and what would you recommend clown killifish or strawberry bettas in a five-gallon, which one do you think is more rewarding? I would go with the Clown Killies. I love both, don't get me wrong. Um, I, I have a bunch of wild bettas right now. Um, I'd go, go with the Clown Killies for a couple of reasons. I think they're easier to feed most of the strawberry bettas you get. So that's beta alba marginata, I suppose, or it could be betta Um, Most of those are going to be wild-caught. And a wild-caught betta... Of the mouth brooding variety like those, I've never got to eat flake food or pellets. I've only been able to get them to eat live food and frozen food. Other people probably have a different experience and good on them, but that's me. So I think clown killies are easier to feed. They're farmed in, in massive numbers nowadays, and they're they're uh, I mean, I'm I'm almost positive that you would never get a wild caught one, and they're going to be used to flakes and small little pellets and things like that, so they're easy to feed, they're more active. Again, I love the wild type bettas, but I think that they're, if you're looking for a, a tank as a display or for enjoyment, you might not see them a bunch, especially if you only have one or two. Um, they're kind of a complement to a tank with other fish in it as opposed to a centerpiece. Now. That's a little different. If you have a tank with a lot of them in it, then then they'll be out. But then you, you run into issues with the males over breeding and things like that. So, um, I would I would go with the clown killies myself. Just because I think they're a little easier, a little more active, a little more out there to enjoy if you're wanting to observe them, things like that. Um, get a tight lid on it. Those little things, those clown killies, they'll find the tiniest little hole and jump. But so will the bed. So both those species are definitely jumpers. So those are my thoughts. Um, Devin Peppers, would you remind me where you're at so I can, me or someone else here can let you know if there are um, fish clubs in your area? I I don't remember where you're at. So if you'd let me know, that would help. Um, Oh, it looks like it looks like Lumpy Dog might be helping you out. Oh, cool. There you go. There you go. Lumpy Dog hooked you up with the clubs. Thanks, Lumpy Dog. I appreciate that, my main mod. Tip of if you can only have one, goldfish or pufferfish? Oh, puffer for me. I'm not a fan of goldfish. Now, I don't dislike goldfish, but um, they're not a fish that has ever sung to me, I suppose. Uh, my, my sister kept a tank of them way back in the day, and they're cool, but... Puffers, man. There's just something about their intelligence and the way they interact that I would prefer over goldfish. But that's just me. There's probably a dozen people in here that just smack their heads and they're like, "What are you talking about? Goldfish are awesome." It's all a matter of taste. But for me, I'd go with a puffer, and I would probably go with the Amazon puffer, um, maybe Shadentai, but probably the Amazon puffer. Some type of like more communal puffer species, a little more peaceful. I tend to like groups of fish more than just one. Um, so anyway, that's my answer to that. Devon Peppers, do you sell any endlers? At this time, I don't. I have a video about um, breeding uh, Santa Maria endlers and guppies, so you can see what I'm working on there. I have um, endler guppy crosses at this time, but I don't have any pure endlers. I'm working on that. I'm a couple generations away from having something that I can sell as a my version of a Santa Maria endler. Um, but nope, I don't. That being said, you might want to check out Twin City Guppies um, and see, there's a guy there named Ken Lee that sells guppies and endlers. And he's a great guy, people, Everyone that works with him likes him. I've never heard anything bad about Ken Glee. I've never bought fish from him, so I, I don't have personal experience to go by, but his reputation is stellar. And so twincityguppies.com, I believe, is his website if you're looking for some endlers. And uh, yeah, but me, I don't have any I don't have any strains of endlers that breed true right now. So I wouldn't sell them as such. Yep. Um, fish tropic. Says longfin platinum, and a sick marble red. Cool. I assume we're talking about angelfish there. Michael Wilson breeding results today. Cool. About 20 more eggs from the applikalis blockeye. That's awesome. Or is it blocky eye? I can never remember. I think it's blocky eye. But that is great. Cool. Also, new wrigglers hatched a pistogramma eye. That's awesome. Had to move the dither out. Yeah. A female crib four times their size. That's awesome, Michael. Congratulations. So I'm glad the Zaplycias blockii are breeding for you. It's an awesome fish, and they're they're kind of hard to find, as you know. And uh, the Epistos, thats great news. So, Michael, do you have any pictures? Do you, do you post videos? Uh, is this something that that we could see as well? That would be that would be awesome. Tampa Tom says I got cherry shrimp, but they have that green fungus. Oh no biopsia or whatever that's called growing on them. When I read it's not good. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry man. Rachel O'Leary did a video on trying to treat that stuff. Is it El elebi- or something like that. I know what you're talking about. Green sludge basically goo that grows on their on their swimmers. Um, Rachel O'Leary, Miss Jinxed, did a video a while ago where she went through this whole thing trying to treat that. And when the last I saw, she might have had some success with it. I can't remember long term if it worked or not, but that's the only place that I've seen where someone was really trying to work that out. So that might be worth checking. But yeah, Tampa Tom, that's not good. I don't know if that's treatable and I'm super sorry to hear that that's happening. That's not good. Fish Tropic. Yep, Lumi Perugier are getting their own exhibit. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, there are so many fish in this hobby that don't look like you would want to keep them until you get them and you set them up somewhere they're happy and they settle in. And then suddenly their colors come out, their behavior comes out, and... They are truly amazing, awesome fish. And the limias are in that category. The limia perugiae, most pictures you see look like kind of a somewhat shiny tam fish. That's not what they are at all. They're like a mirror finished, um, kind of really metallic fish. It is beautiful. They have like a lemon yellow tail with a margin on it. You get spangles in the dorsal fin. When they fire, they're beautiful. And the limia nigra most of the pictures, they look like kind of a tan fish with some dark stripes on them. No, <laughs> when they color up, they get all that metallic to them, they get all the yellow coming through, and the contrast between the dark and the light colors, that, that pattern on their body starts to really pop. Um, and this is just true of so many fish out there. The clown barbs, every picture of the clown barbs you see, they're kind of a tan fish with dark clown kind of markings on them. But I'm telling you, when you get them in a tank and they're comfortable, all the red comes in on all the fins, and they're stunning. The contrast heightens, and they look great. So this is so common with freshwater fish. And, man, almost so many fish out there, if you get them and give them a chance, um, they're, they're much more than meets the eye. Usually in the pet shop, they've come in. They've come from a farm in Asia usually sometimes Florida, but usually Asia to an exporter, to a trans shipper, to a wholesaler, to a pet store. And they've gone for maybe weeks with just travel and not ever been in an environment where they can really settle and calm down. And that's hard on them. And so in the fish stores, they often look pretty darn stressed. So there's a lot of fish out there though. that, If you give them a chance, the drake fin barb, if you've never seen those fired up, you think it's kind of this great tan fish with the big dorsal fin. But no, wait till they fire up. They're awesome. So I'm glad those fired for you. I'm glad they're doing well, Fish Tropic. That's awesome. All right. Um, cool. Lumby Dog, thank you for linking Twin City Guppies there for Devon Peppers and the Rachel O'Leary video. Great. See, this is why Lumby Dog is the main mod. This is awesome. Thank you, Bob Kaylor. I, aboy- al- <laughs> I moved some small albino. I moved some small albino koi Santa Claus swordtails, and with my limias, just to give them some socialization. They seem to enjoy the new fish. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I've done the same thing with rainbow fish and limias. When I had only a small number of limias, they were kind of skittish and stuff. I moved them into a tank with uh, rainbow fish, some Melot- Melanotania trifosciata, big full-grown ones. And the linens just perked right up and are happy. And so, yeah, that can that can be a trick that works quite a bit. Tampatom, I read the fungus doesn't affect any other shrimp, snails, or fish in my community tank. Is that correct? Uh, Tampatom, I don't know enough about that. Um, I would assume it can move from shrimp to shrimp. I don't know. I don't know that much about that. Fortunately, I have never had the pleasure <laughs> of meeting by biopsy or whatever it's called. Green slime, green goo disease, right? So I don't know. Um, I wish you the best of luck, though. But I think you're right. I think it's pretty a pretty discouraging likelihood that, that they'll be treatable. Um, all right. Back up looking for... St- Stuff. Fish grew Aquatics says, I have a group of cherry shrimp in a 29-gallon, so this is kind of back to the, the pepper's topic of shrimp, with a ton of duckweed wood and eggshells. Sounds great. Sounds like it'll do awesome. Science Gal Aquatics, welcome. I think this is what do you just joined my club. Fish auctions are awesome. Yeah, they are. Anyway, welcome to the channel. Uh, Science Gal Aquatics, I I believe you're new here, so welcome. If you're not new and I've just forgotten, you just got to forgive me because my brain works that way. But welcome to the channel and for anyone that hasn't been to a fish club yet and hasn't been to their auctions, you are truly missing out. You're going to be stunned at how many high quality fish you can get for a very reasonable price, like beyond your wildest dreams often price. Every now and then, There'll be a bidding more on something that that is uh, desirable or that, you know, whatever. And then prices can go way up. But in general, you're going to get a smoking deal. They're going to come from hobbyists who have generally either bred the fish or kept the fish long term. And so it's going to be much healthier than usually what you can get uh, on the market in general. So plus you meet awesome people who like nothing better than geeking out on fish and helping other people succeed in the hobby. So, yeah. All right. Um, fish traffic. I didn't say rasabora, rasabora, rasabora three times. <laughs> um, fish gear aquatics? Also keeps the geophagus. Oh, great! I already read that top that comment. Sorry, um, just scrolling to see uh, comments and questions that aren't flagged at Dan's fish that I might have missed earlier. Hey, Priscilla, made it! Welcome, welcome back from the store. I saw in Jeffro's uh live stream that you were heading off and maybe wouldn't make it, but I'm glad you did. Welcome, glad you are here. Fish Tropic, what would be your top three non surface plants but actually planted floating plants? Actually, anyway, non surface plants, because I don't quite understand Fish Tropic, the second half of the comment. My top three non surface plants uh, Java moss, already talked about that. Some kind of stem plant. I like a lot of them. Anything hardy that grows well. Anything except anachrys. Let's let's go with that. Um, but I'm really loving the uh, Ludwigia that I have. That stuff is going great. Um, but something like that. And then I, I like a sword plant. They're just, they're impressive. I know they're not right for every tank, but they feed mainly from the roots. So that's a little different from a lot of the other plants that you might be getting. So they don't outcompete as much that way. They, um, they're just a big, impressive plant, and I've found them to be extremely hardy and resilient. So yeah, how's that for an answer, Fish tropic? Does that work? Um, let's see here. We've got 28 watching. Not too bad for the horrible start we had at the beginning <laughs> of this thing. So um, we're at the point, I think, where I'm going to just kind of scroll for a few more questions or comments that I might have missed. And then probably shut this down because we've been going for an hour and 18 minutes. And so, if you have a question or a comment that you would like to get out before the stream ends, now's the time. If you tag it at Dan's Fish, it'll um, be much easier for me to find. I can jump right to it and, and get to you before we close out here. So, I'm going to keep scrolling, and we're pretty close. The Matt Man says he just subbed. Hey, Matt Man, thank you. I appreciate that. My life, like I says, it was clubs, not Cubs. Oh, I was talking to the guy from uh, Illinois and thought he said Cubs, like he was a Cubs fan. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. I'll trust you. We'll go, we'll go with that. All right, getting close to the bottom here, just scrolling down, looking for stuff I missed. All right, and I believe we are there. Cool, so, hey, Gilberto Soriano, welcome. Glad you are here, Gilberto. Um, Wichita, hey, glad you made it. Welcome, so glad you're here. Hello, everyone, lurking and doing water changes. Cool, I knew it. I knew you were here in the background somewhere. Let me know, curious how Dan ships fish? Check out how he does it. Yeah, um, and please do. I. The reason is, is I feel like the future of this hobby, in large part, and I love brick and mortar stores, and I hope you go to your local brick and mortar store, especially if it's a mom and pop, and I hope you support them. But let's face it, there are a lot of species that brick and mortar stores just aren't going to carry. And so I feel like on the hobby side, the future of the hobby over the last couple decades has become more and more internet-based and that means shipping fish, right? And so I have a huge concern which is, I know I've talked about this before, but here it goes. If you haven't heard it before, you can hear it now. If you have heard it before, I apologize, you're gonna hear it again, but I I think it bears repeating. If the future of our hobby is more and more internet-based which means we're shipping fish back and forth, and that's important for our hobby, then we have to ship fish correctly. For a couple of reasons. Yes, we want the fish to arrive healthy. That's of course important. Yes, we want the customer that we're shipping the fish to or the friend or whoever to have a good experience. That's important. But there's a third reason that people don't think about often and that's because the carrier of the fish we're shipping, whether it's UPS or FedEx, or the United States Postal Service, or I don't know, Delta Dash or DHL, I don't know how you're doing it, but however you're doing it, if the fish are not shipped correctly and those companies then have to deal with all the problems that result from that, I fear that they're eventually going to stop allowing us to ship fish through those services, and then where are we going to be? The only fish we'll have access to are the fish at our local Walmart or Petco, or if we're lucky enough to still have a mom and pop in our area, our mom and pop, which is great. But again, they're not going to carry all the species that you're looking for as you get deeper into the hobby. If you pack fish and they die, and the person that receives them complains about it to the post office or FedEx or whatever, that's horrible PR for our hobby and our ability to ship fish. If you ship fish and they leak, and the bags are, there's water coming out of the box and it's gush it's like sloppy and gross. It's going to spill into the packages around it and harm them. And if that happens, it does happen. If that continues to happen, the carriers are eventually gonna say, look, anytime, if we allow people to ship fish, water gets everywhere, it destroys other packages, it makes lots of our customers unhappy. We don't wanna deal with this anymore we're not going to allow you to ship fish through our service. So, it is so important that we truly ship the fish, not just so they arrive alive, yes, that's important, not just so that the customer that gets them is delighted, but so that the services that we rely on to send fish to each other don't have anything to complain about, okay? so. Because of that, I think that's an important video. I've developed a shipping method um, over the last 25 plus years that works very well, consistently. Um, To date this year, I'm in the 99% success rate and a fish getting where they're going alive. And I don't think I've had any bags leak at all. I don't think there's been any reason for the post office um, or the carrier to complain so this video shares that method and i'm not saying this is the only way to do it by any means this is a way to do it this is what works for me but what i am saying is we damn well better ship the fish so that the carriers don't have a problem with how we're doing it um, i shared a while ago that i i used to ship ups and i had a conversation with my rep. And he basically said, "We don't want to ship fish, like we don't want those problems. They haven't shut it down, but they could, and they could do it anytime. Um, they don't have to ship our fish. It's not something they are in <laughs> they have any uh any i don't know obligation to do, right so that's why I feel strongly about that um so I think that video is important. Anyway, thanks, Lumpy Dog, for posting that. Um, sorry for the bit of a rant, but uh, anything planned, says Bob Fit, Bob's Fish, says Bob Kaler at Dan's Fish, for 2,000 subs. So we're getting really close. And I don't have anything specific planned yet. I have a few ideas um, and... There is something I want to do ever so badly just depends on if I'm far enough along on the project that I'm working on. So if I can do that on time, then it'll involve that that you'll be hearing about hopefully really soon. If I can't, then it'll be something else. But yeah, we'll do something. We'll do something. I don't know if it'll be as extravagant as the thousand dollar giveaway for the thousand subs. I don't think I can do like 2000 for 2000 subs and then 10,000 for 10,000 subs, you know, that gets <laughs> exponentially more expensive, not exponentially, but it gets harder and harder to do. But Bob, we'll do something. I don't know exactly what it is yet. Um, but what Bob, do you have any ideas? Does anyone here have any ideas of something that, that, that they think would be super cool? Cause I'm, Thinking about it right now, so I'm open to ideas. Gilberto Santoro, awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. Tampa Tom, Amazon will ship fish soon. Oh, really? I didn't think that they would do that. Uh, Tampa Tom, do you have like an article or can you cite somewhere on their website that says that? Or or is there somewhere I can get more information about that? Because I would be interested in learning about that. Um, Alberto Soriano question, got a group of better rubra, six females, one male. <laughs> Do I need to add another male? Oh yeah. My male hides from the females all the time. And when he comes out, they're all over him. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, so the problem with mouth brooding bettas is the opposite of what most fish have. Let's take a guppy or a killifish or most other fish that, you want a lot more females than males because the males initiate spawning. The males are the more aggressive fish. With mouth-breeding bettas, it's the opposite. The females are the ones that drive the spawning event, and they're more aggressive towards the males. So the opposite is true. Ideally, with mouth-breeding bettas, you have several more males than you have females. Um, Otherwise, what you're observing will result. My suggestion would be, if at all possible, remove that male into its own tank where it isn't harassed all the time. Okay. And then if you want to breed them, then you can put a female in with him. Once they spawn, you can remove her. He can incubate the eggs. And since he's in a tank by himself, he's going to be able to recover and eat enough to gain back the weight he lost while he was mouth brooding the eggs. And when he's ready to go again, you can put another female in with them. So that's how I would manage that in an ideal world. But with, what did you say, five females? Six females and one male? Man, ideally you would have like a dozen to 15 males in there. Otherwise what happens is not only are the males constantly harassed by the females, but when they do breed, they release the babies and then the females will drive them to breed again right away. And after a couple cycles, the male will starve to death because he isn't given time to recoup, to eat and gain back the body mass in his fat reserves that he lost while he was uh, brooding the eggs. So, um, Alberto, I'm sorry, uh, but I, yeah, that's definitely an issue that I think you'll have to deal with for that male potentially um, could be driven so hard that he eventually dies on you which is i got away from breather bags and went to four mil bags good double bag yep and heat sealed hey sounds awesome 100 percent success so far this year you taught me well yeah i mean it's it's the way to do it i think now i love breather bags and being a killifish guy breather bags in the killifish hobby are kind of the industry standard <laughs> a lot of hobbies to use them because you can put fish In a very small bag and ship it successfully here's the big problem with breather bags it's almost impossible to double bag them so it's not impossible there are ways you can do it but it's kind of a pain um and so it's hard to make sure that they don't leak in the box and then we have all those problems that we talked about before with the shipping carriers saying man this is horrible we should stop this right so Nothing against breather bags. Like It's amazing that there's a bag that can do oxygen exchange through plastic. That's great in lots of situations. If I'm going to a fish club and buying fish in a breather bag, no problem. You're not going to leak in a package all, all over a bunch of other you know packages at the post office, right? But for shipping, we need something that doesn't ever leak. And yeah, Wichita, you're singing my song. That's that's what I think is the best method too. Lumpy dog, free water spray for 2,000 subs. That's right. I will send you three garbage bags (laughs) of water spray. Put some in your tank, and the rest you can eat with some uh, ranch dressing. (laughs) Bob Kaler. Hey, Lumpy dog, stole my idea. Yeah. bob Taylor, i have tons of it in a tub that will die in a couple months yeah outside makes sense when it frees hangar 37 degree dance shipping technique is great thanks hangar I'm, I'm glad you think that Gilberto soriano thanks i will catch it i will catch him out good i bought the group at our local fish club this way yeah i mean sometimes that's the way they come and if you bought them at your local fish club that's great they're probably well acclimated the the breeder probably just had a bunch of extra females he had to unload or she had to unload and knew they couldn't do it without <laughs> throwing in a male. <laughs> Sounds like a fish hobbyist in a club to me. <laughs> um no worries. I gave him him the tank. I will save him. The tank is heavily planted, so he has hides. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, folks. Um it's been an hour and a half, so I think we're gonna shut it down here pretty quick real thing for you i win i want in on the water sprite giveaway all right get us to two thousand subs and i'll give you some (laughs) oh yeah and they're super healthy yeah usually fish club fish are abu aziz welcome it's been a while glad you're here when are you going to have new fish for sale yeah so abu this has been a dry spell for having fish for sale i know i I know that the store the online store this hasn't been that active because I've sold out of almost everything. And the reason is, is because I'm waiting on a fish order from Nigeria that I've been working on for a long time. Uh, they were going to come a while ago. And then before the collector could collect the whole order, the rainy season hit in Nigeria. So the river's flooded, the stream's flooded. It's almost impossible to collect fish when everything's flooded out like that. There's just too much water to get to them. And so we're waiting for the uh, wet season to end, some of that water to evaporate and flow out of the area so that the guy I have collecting the fish in Nigeria can get to them again. So he thought that that would happen maybe in September. So my hope is in September or October, I'll have a bunch more fish. All my tanks will be full again and I'll be ready to go so I apologize about that I know that I'm really low on a lot of I'm out of most species I still have some stuff but I'm out of a lot of fish and the reason I haven't ordered more fish is because I need to keep them cleared out because I'm hoping that pretty soon here I'll get that order of fish from Nigeria so it's mostly killifish some rare afro African kerosens, some tetras that you never see, and some some African uh, cichlids, but not lake cichlids, it's kind of West African cichlids from Nigeria. So that's why Abu, and uh, man, I'm sorry about that. That's been bugging me too, but I'm so excited about this order. And I started working on this order back in November of last year. It's a process. And so I just hate to fill up all the tanks now and then have the guy in Nigeria say, "Hey, your fish are ready," and me be like, "Oh, great! What do I do?" So I'm sorry about that. Lumpy Dog, shutting us down. Thank you. Thanks for the live stream. Thanks to everyone who participated in the chat. Cheers, all. I agree. Abu Aziz, the red rainbows, the uh, Denison barbs, and drake fin barbs are all doing so good. Good. He's still the best quality fish. Abu, thank you, and I'm glad they're doing well. Those drake fin barbs. I hope they've displayed for you. I hope that they've raised their fins and showed off because that's my favorite barb. And they usually look horrible in the stores and things, but once they settle in, I think they're awesome. But a good thanks. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing well for you. Fish Drop It, greatness starts with the viewers. Yeah, absolutely. It's you guys that make this interesting and fun. And my main mod, Lumpy Dog, I can't thank you enough for week after week. All the super chatters. Oh, got another one. From Wichita Falls Fishkeeper. Thank you so much. Five bucks. Water Sprite for everyone. (laughs) It's like Oprah, you get water Sprite. You get water. You all get water Sprite. Um, Everyone have a good night. Hey, Wichita. Thanks for coming. Thanks for the super chat. Glad you were here. Uh, Glad you're around. Abu Aziz says, they are amazing. Yeah, those drapefin barbs. Again, my favorite barb. Once they settle in, they just fire. They're so beautiful. and I think we're going to shut this down. So thanks again, everybody. Appreciate you. See you next week, Wednesday, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Man, and I think I'll be able to start with any technical difficulties. We'll see. Until next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.